This is the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup presented to you by High Five Tom and in conjunction with VFTR 2.0, all part of the amazing family of... Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. All right, what up, high flyers? What up, high fivers? It's your boy, high five, Tom. But uh, you know, I usually don't do these on my own. Uh, so I've got my very good friends here, uh, Josh and John. I uh, I've met these guys through ICW Milwaukee. Uh, basically, you see any heavy lifting done at an ICW Milwaukee show, mainly the Insane Eight. Uh, it's these two. But uh, gentlemen, how are you guys tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm great. A little warm. I uh, got caught in the rainstorm last night, so I'm kind of floating a. A weird random summer cold, but you know, we'll power through. So, but uh, yeah, obviously, said I've talked to you guys, you know, um, we've sat by each other, uh, we've hung out at a bunch of different shows and everything. But how did you guys really, uh, like start into wrestling in general? Like, do you guys remember like the first time you guys saw wrestling and what was it? The whole kick the boodle, um, yeah, so I was like eight years old and my dad's just kind of flipping through cable and stopped on Monday Night Raw and uh. I don't remember much of the show, but I remember the main event was Stone Cold and The Rock, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just, from there, it just every Monday and Thursday night watching Raw and SmackDown, and then started noticing, uh, like, ECW DVDs and purchasing those and just watching and enjoying all the hardcore matches. Yeah. Um, no. If you don't mind me asking, are you guys old enough to remember when ECW was still was still going, or was that a little past your prime? Uh, that was past me. Yeah, that was it was done before I actually started getting to watch it. Um, you know, I watched the WWE version of it, but it was crap. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he he was the one who uh, got me all into it. Uh, so I was introduced at around ten. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And uh, up by you, you guys neck of the woods, um, I mean, you guys get it. I mean, WWE runs up there every once in a while. So did you guys get to see any live wrestling up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been to Raw and SmackDown a few times. Um, even when they came through with that ECW product they had once. and Oh, yeah. I, I hit that, that up. That was that was an interesting show. Mm-hmm. You know, Balls Mahoney and Sandman and Sabu were all there. So it was still a good show. Oh yeah, Sabu was there. That was pretty cool. That guy, that that guy is fucking nuts. So, um, like I said, and were those uh were those WWE processed uh, DVDs from ECW or were those like the ECW originals? Do you remember? Those are originals. Oh, nice. Okay, so you got the real, real shit then. Right. Yeah. So then, basically, once you found ECW, it's kind of it's kind of a little. Once you get into shit like that, it's kind of because what happened with me is. Um, after ECW folded, I was like, I just wasn't happy with WWE, and I was out of watching wrestling for God almost 12, 13 years. Um, you know, but that's you know, that's not about me. But uh, what so obviously the deathmatch stuff really kind of drew you guys to ECW, then, huh? Yes, um, yeah, so ECW was you know, like a lot of hardcore fans, that's what got me into it, and watching the hardcore championship get um defended every week on raw or smackdown and um every week 
Uh, I just something about the weapons and the blood and seeing the fans react to some of that shit is just yeah, that's fun for me. Every everything about that is just fun. Yeah, it's uh those original ECW crowds were. I mean, I I'm for I was never I well actually I caught a couple here in Milwaukee. Um, I was actually standing next to New Jack once when he jumped off the balcony at the Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, and I oh, no shit. so. Uh, <laughs> But I got some friends out east that were at, at a lot of those Philadelphia shows, man. And and kudos to those guys. Those guys are fucking nuts out there. Um, and do you guys travel at all for? Obviously, you guys come down for uh, ICW and uh, Josh. I know I've seen you at GCW a few times down in Chicago. But do you guys get to travel much for wrestling? Uh, not too much. No, the first I've gone to, like you said, a couple of Chicago shows. And, went to and, Southern uh, Indiana yeah, that one I time. I did go to Indiana. Well, or um, IWA Guardians of Hardcore. Well, that's cool. That what? was a birthday present to myself, actually. That was <laughs> literally on my birthday, so my wife couldn't bitch about it. I'm like, I'm going to this. <laughs> nice. My buddy Joey, we jumped in the car, we loaded up a bunch of light tubes, headed down there, and uh, that was that was the second hardcore show that I had ever seen. You got to push... Um... I can't think of his name right now. You got to push uh, him in the shopping cart. Yeah, uh, so when we were down there, Marcus Crane, and oh, this just yeah. cemented it for me. Marcus Crane had his uh, riot shield, right? Yep. And he taped a bunch of light tubes onto That's the front right. of it, and I was talking to him earlier in the show, and I don't know if he just recognized me or what the deal was there, but he comes over, we're sitting in the corner, and he's like, brings me the shopping cart, and he's like, hold that shit. I'm like, all right. He goes and gets his riot shield and he gets in there. And uh fuck, I can't remember who he was fighting, but um he's like, all right, he gets in the shopping cart, and he's like, When I say go, go, and I'll say he yells, go, I just freaking gunned it and I slammed that shopping cart into his opponent as hard as I could. That was awesome for me. <laughs> yeah, the, the interactive stuff like that is 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 way awesome. So was that before you were going to ICW Milwaukee then? Uh, yeah, it was actually. Right. Uh, our so the very first like hardcore, hardcore show that I went to was UPW Lord of the Hardcore up in um. Uh, that was in Escanaba. Escanaba, Michigan. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, and that was uh, March 2013, and I went up there. I was training to be a wrestler at that time, and oh. uh, W three was my trainer. And I knew he was going up to the show with a couple other guys. And I just, I'm like, Hey, is there any extra room in the car I could take along with you guys? And he said, yes. So I jumped in there and, you know, I was expecting to just be a fan for the night. And we got up there. He's like, Hey, we're going to need you to work ring crew. I'm like, all right, I can do that. So just sweeping the ring out after every match, you know, picking thumbtacks out of people's backs and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> So that and setting the next match up, all the weapons, and that was the very first time that I'd seen anything like this. Yeah, this where a lot of you know I, I get a lot of my ideas from that show. You know, they had the light tube or the the bats with light bulbs screwed into it, and you know they had like fucking bird cages out there and thousands of thumbtacks, and oh, I'm yeah. like, this is just amazing to see live to me. Well, that was the last thing that. I had been to, and again, that was in 2013. 
up until 2017, I hadn't been to another death match like that since. Oh, wow. Okay. GCW, I was talking to one of my friends. I'm like, there's got to be something out here, something in Wisconsin. And it just so happened that in like two weeks after having this conversation, I saw GCW, Danny Havoc's Wisconsin death trip was coming to Milwaukee. I'm like, we got to go to this show. That's how I got back into it. This is before (laughs) I met Brett Lauderdale. This is before I met any of these hardcore guys. And uh, they just, I got in there and I was talking to them. And the first couple matches were non-hardcore. I'm like, all right, I don't know. This is okay so far, I guess. And then they started bringing these log cabins made out of light tubes. And this is the first time I've ever seen a fucking light tube used. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was an idiot at that show. I wore a pair of shorts in the front row. <laughs> oh, do that ever again. <laughs> Yeah. And then John, you said that was your first hardcore show then. Huh? That was my first hardcore show ever. So I that I was hooked immediately when that happened. And that, that went down at La Pica too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It's a great venue. I know Danny Havoc was good friends with Dysfunction. Right. And uh I I don't know exactly how that all got to be brought up to Milwaukee here, but I I think Kurt had something to do with talk, just them two talking about it and bringing it up here. Wow. Uh, I had never been to an ICW show. I didn't really know who Kurt was yet. I didn't know any of them guys yet. That was literally my very first show. And I could be wrong, Les. This just could be people blowing smoke up my ass and everything, but I think that is one of the first times GCW left the, the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard that before as well. Um, yeah, and man, I, I, I miss Lapika. Um, and real quick, listen, I do want to shout out obviously, uh, rest in peace, uh, to Marcus Crane and Danny Havoc. I never got to see Danny Havoc, but like you said, I know he's really good friends with this, and obviously, when all that went down, but uh, obviously, you've got a big connection to Marcus Crane, but yeah, seeing that guy in, in his big uh, devil's big red dick in uh, Lapika was something I'll always remember, man. Yeah. That one hurt when he passed away, so that um, was, that was, that one hurt. Yeah, for sure. And I'm fucked. I mean, listen, no offense to, you know, any of the venues that, that this runs now. Um, you know, I talk to Jerry every month and I know Lapico is a nightmare to run, but goddamn, that place is fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. They're not having the guardrails and just having Everything. like no space between, you know, you have very minimal space between the ring and your knees. You know, if they're coming over the top rope, they're landing on you basically. Yeah. And just that crowd interaction right there was really, that was something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first show was April, 2018. It was a Cole Cabana show. And I just, I just went because I didn't even know it was a deathmatch promotion. Um, and I was like, Oh, Cole Cabana. I was home. I was living out in Idaho at the time. I used to come home and visit. But uh, yeah, and then once they moved back to Wisconsin permanently in December, um, you know, we were back at ICW pretty much every month at that point. So, um, yeah, we've uh, yeah, that I I miss that place. I mean, I get it, you know. Um, but like you said, I mean, there, there's nothing like it. Like you literally, like your front row. I mean, you guys know as well as I do. I mean, you're putting your feet on the ring. Yeah, right, fucking there. So and like when that shit goes down, like the Insane Eight 2019, that was the only Insane Eight I saw in there. Was like. That was something else. I believe that was our first insane eight. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, that 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 place is fucking electric. I mean, you're seeing Nick Gage in a place like that uh, was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you, guys, and you guys were at that GCW show when they came back to Lapika last fall, right? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So the, yep, the night before that was. Uh, oh, that's right. Nick Gage Invitational in Chicago. Yeah. And then they shot up to Milwaukee, or uh, yeah, up to Milwaukee, to mm-hmm. do, to do the Wisconsin Death Trip again. Yeah, as listen, because I think yeah, I think Danny was supposed to run it again before the pandemic. I think originally, so it was just kind of a, a technically makeup show, and pro- obviously just a a shout out to him. So, yeah, I mean Nick, Cage, I mean I know Nick Cage didn't wrestle that show, but just him showing back up with Lupico was just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 show is a lot of fun. So, um, so what was your first? So I've never seen you hear about ICW. What was your first ICW show then? After that, then. Oh jeez, that, that's a question for you. I do not remember. <laughs> first ICW. Oh boy. Ish. Was it shortly after that? Uh, Danny, uh, that Wisconsin Death Trip show. No, I, I don't think we even went back to ICW until the next Insane Eight. Okay, so I think it was probably almost a year before we went to another ICW show. Oh yeah, because the Insane Eight was literally like a week or two before the Danny Havoc show, so we just missed that show. Okay, and then I I can't remember. I mean, that was that was twenty seventeen. I don't remember if we hit any shows up in between there nothing like that though no no um did you guys get to talk to dysfunction at all at that gcw show then or kind of introduce yourselves yep yep i talked to him we got some pictures with him i didn't even know that he ran you know icw at that point though yeah yeah i was like yeah it was like my second or third show i was like oh why is everyone cheering this guy he's supposed to be a bad guy and then the next show he's taking my ticket. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stupid. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this function's a fucking legend. And listen, I mean, I I always give him credit. Like I said, he's um, I mean, he's a he's a, a people's promoter is how I put it. Like I remember my first show was April 2018. My second show was December of 2018 because I said I was out in Idaho. But then January, I walked in and he said, "Hey, Tom." I'm like, "How the fuck?" Oh. Is my name is my third show ever, and it was like eight months in between. So. You know, I've seen that guy. Listen, he'll just sit out, you know, so and so. You're sitting there, you're sitting there, you're sitting there. The whole kit caboodle. So, um, but with that said, it's a good segue. Is so, how did you? I mean, listen, I know you guys do a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, for a lot of the shows. So, how'd you guys start doing all that with this then? Actually, I'd start. So, did you do any, um, that UPW show? Listen, you were just doing like ring crew and everything out there, right, Josh? Yep. Um, yeah. So, for that show, it was literally just sweeping up the ring, setting up. You know, pulling weapons for, from the back, setting them in the ring for the next show. I didn't do, I didn't build anything for that show or do anything. I know that was the first time that I had seen a fans bring the weapons match, and some of the stuff that they brought is I, that's where I got a lot of my ideas from. Yeah, but at the same point, I try not to replicate anybody else's shit. Like I try to put my own twist onto it some way, somehow. Then some stuff is impossible not to replicate where it's just right. you know, come tacks on a bat or barbed wire wrapped around the bat. It's impossible not to just replicate that shit. But um, you know, we got like our Lego bats, 
Uh, that was actually all my wife's idea. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting down in the basement one night. And she's like, "Well, you got some Legos here," and we just started putting those on. And then, uh, yeah, she, oh, yeah, you she grabbed a, a yeah. she grabbed some thumbtacks and just started adding the thumbtacks onto it. And I'm like, "You're just as fucking crazy as I am, aren't you?" <laughs> oh, it's a it's a family affair. I thought I fucking love that. Dad. Well, your son has made one or two Bravo. weapons too. Yeah, yeah, well, I've had my kids down in the basement. They've made a few weapons and. You know, it's they love it. Yeah, yeah. Has has your wife ever ever got seen that stuff in action? She doesn't want to go to the show. She enjoys helping me make some of my stuff, but she has no desire to go see any of it live. Yeah, my 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 wife's the same way. She'll she'll watch it on TV. Um, like the one of the first matches I ever showed her was uh, it was Pentagon Junior versus Vampiro Lucha Underground. It was a uh, uh, you know a or uh not a fight without honor, but it was a street fight where uh Pentagon got fucking uh curb stomped into a cinder block and she was I and mean, she was going nuts. I was like, whoa, I'm like, well, you want to come to ICW? And she's like, no, if I see it like in person, I'm like, no, nah, I, I I can't do it. So <laughs> and I just can't believe there's fucking hardcore wrestling all the way up in Eska fucking Naba. Hey, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, people people don't understand, man. Wrestling is fucking everywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. I, we're in the Midwest. We're very lucky, but I mean, that's good fucking not that that makes my day. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, back to ICW and dysfunction. So, how did you guys start building weapons for him then? Um, well, actually, for the death trip, there was a fans bring the weapons thing, and that's how we just created some shit and brought it there. And yeah, um, I had met, I had reached out to Brett Lauderdale, and. Uh, I'm like, hey, I see you guys have a fans bring the weapons match, you know, so what can I bring or what do you guys need, basically? And I just started, me and him just kind of started thinking and putting shit together and some of the stuff that we brought there. Like the razor belt? That <laughs> yeah, was I guess that, that was, was crazy. Stupid. I literally took a freaking old belt that I had and I put a bunch of fucking razor blades in it told you that was dumb <laughs> As, you know it's bad when you show up and you got uh like g raver and marcus crane start giving you shit i think it was uh g raver's like did your daddy just not fucking love you when you were younger <laughs> <laughs> like okay well you know you made you fucked up when you got deathmatch guys there like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> That that's awesome. Were you guys at Lapika for the infamous uh um jar of pepper incident? Oh my god, yeah. Okay. That fucking dumb man. Kyle fucking pro. Yeah, I asked him when I had Jerry on for a full length on, I asked him about it. He's still mad about that. So yeah, because somebody like Jerry threw it away and somebody actually took it out of the garbage. So that was uh yeah, that was one of the dumber things, especially in Lapeka. I mean, listen, that was such a hot fire show. It was definitely one of those. It was cold out, you know, it's February to the bit, middle of fucking winter. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a fun show. Um, so the main reason I got you guys on is, listen, um, is I've been wondering about this for the better part of probably two or three. Well, actually, since Kansasville, uh, the infamous barbed wire trampoline. How the fuck did you come up with that? And how the hell did you guys put that together? Is really what I'm running on. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> so I was watching some clips on uh, the MDK webpage, you know, mm-hmm. and um, 
I remember I came across a clip of, I believe it was Jimmy Lloyd getting thrown off of the scaffolding and onto a fucking barbed wire trampoline. And I just sat there thinking to myself, I'm like, insane eight's coming. We can fucking do this. So the first year we did it, I went and I went online. I found a fucking trampoline for a couple, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. And (laughs) so we, we brought it to the show and me and him got a roll of barbed wire and we just started talking. Yeah. We got poured on while we were doing it too. Pissing rain. And you know, this is our first time doing it. So none of us had any real protection from it. So our arms were just, (laughs) yeah, I still have some marks on my arms from that bastard. And uh, we weren't oh, even yeah. sure and that was that was also some uh, heavy gauge fucking barbed wire too. So that that was not easy. Yeah. That one was a hard one to do. Yeah, it did not bend for shit. That stuff sucked. Yeah. But, so I didn't even talk to Kurt about it really. I just kind of showed up with this trampoline, and me and him threw it together. And uh, they used it fine. If they didn't, well, it was a cool centerpiece, anyways. Right. <laughs> But then once we got it put together and it was kind of off in the back of the parking lot there and all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up, you know, I'm on uh, notifications from the MDK page and all these people are taking pictures and like, holy shit, Insane Eight's got a barbed wire trampoline this year. I'm like, yeah, this shit's going to get used tonight. There's no doubt about it at this point. <laughs> so I had no idea how they were going to use it. I, you know, we didn't have the scaffolding or anything like that. So we didn't know how they were going to use it. And, uh, my other, you know, Oren Vite, he uses my, my beer can board all the time. Nice. So every year, like I, it, it's just called Oren's board at this point. Cause he uses it every fucking year. Oh yeah. yeah. We try to change it up every year. Like every year I put, um, well, we put um, we put like thirty light tubes on it. We put like a hundred sliced up beer cans on it, uh, and then either thumbtacks or like last year I put carpet stripping across oh, yeah, the top of the was. light tubes. And I try to I try to change it up every single year. And uh, Foley had his truck at the show, and they put this trampoline next to his truck. If you remember that, and yep. all of a sudden uh, him and. Uh, 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 Neil Diamond Neil, Carter. Neil Diamond Carter were fighting each other in the main, yeah. and they ended up back to the truck. Oren called for the freaking beer can board, and it comes out. And, oh my god, I marked out so bad on that. <laughs> I, I fucking nuts. Put it up on top of there, and they went up on Foley's truck, oh, and they're fighting, god. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing it now in my head. That that was amazing. Uh, Neil went, ended up taking the bump on it, and like. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So the next year, I'm like, how do we up this now? Well, you, know, you, you we... talked to your brother and got some scaffolding. Hey, hey, this just how do we how do we up it from that? So we got some scaffolding and you know, we'll see how this gets used. And yeah. This year we're gonna try something different. And I don't want to really get any details yeah. on that just yet. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it works out, it's going to be a hell of a sight. If it doesn't, I have a backup plan just in case. So, yeah, it's going to be a hell of an insane eight this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so totally, yeah, it was so it was twenty. I was the first show at Walkshaw was the first time with a trampoline. It wasn't Kansasville, right then? Uh, no, I've only done it at uh, 
those two times. Yeah, we've only done it twice. twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was like I mean that rolled up and I, I remember I walked up into the parking lot and you know I take my seat and I look over and I'm like, is that a fucking barbed wire trampoline? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, how much time did that take for you guys to even put together? Uh, that's the first the, year probably took us two hours, more than that, maybe more than maybe two three. hours. But the second and year we got it sucked because we literally made that the morning of the fucking show. Oh yeah, we were roasting, and like and me and him missed on, and uh, we missed most of the first half. You know, they always do the first half of the show, and then insane eights later. We didn't yeah. really get to see any of the first half of the show because we were in the back trying to get this fucking thing ready to go. And you I know, mean, that was done. We were we were inside getting weapons made because we we had wasted so much time doing the fucking trampoline that we we were in back making weapons. So we missed the first half because of that. But yeah, second year I know that went by a hell of a lot faster because we we had better barbed wire and we had figured out a pattern that worked real well and yeah. we had four guys working on it and so yeah it, it came together pretty damn quick so, so see yeah hour and a half for that one wow that that's fucking impressive um but i mean stupid question so it's the same trampoline but different barbed wire every year right yes sir yeah yeah that's what i thought so do you guys have to take the barbed wire out to transport it yeah, I gotta take the whole thing apart. To, I mean, what? How big is that trampoline? That's it's fucking big. Twelve foot diameter, isn't it? Yeah, twelve foot round trampoline. So, yeah, we set it up. We go down the day before for insane. Every year we go down on Saturday, and me and my crew, so me, John, Joey, Savannah, uh, Sergey, all of us, we go down there the day before, and literally spend the the entire day making weapons for insane eight. That's yeah. our thing. Well, it's easier to make them there than it is to transport it all. Right. Well, yeah. The hard way, you know. We make we used to make all the weapons beforehand, and then by the time you get there, you're all fixing the it all. Broken, and you're fixing it anyway. So it's just easier to go down there and build everything the day before the show. I can only imagine because actually, I think BCW is running the night before, so I can <laughs> I can only imagine like the customers at the, at the Elks Lodge. Wondering what the fuck is going on. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's such a great spot. I mean, listen, Insane 2019 and Lapika was awesome, but it was, I mean, your ass is the fucking elbows. You know, your cocks to butts the entire time. So, it's been, I'm glad, you know, the one year in Kansasville is fun, but it just makes sense doing it at the Elks, at the Elks Lodge. And obviously, if it rains, it can move it inside. So, um, All right. So, besides the barbed wire trampoline, do you guys have any other favorites? Hmm. Uh, since the orange board, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so the girls that we have, they've been making the deathmatch bear the last couple years. Ah. Oh, yeah. That that was because of a bet, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> had met, you made Kaylee, that off of a bet. <laughs> yeah. Kaylee's like, hey, I want to see you take the most innocent child's toy and turn it into a deathmatch weapon and see what you come up with. I'm like, all right. So I found this giant fucking teddy bear online for like five bucks. And I took it home and I put a freaking light tube in his mouth and a pizza cutter in one hand and skewers in the other hand. And well, we put we gave him a freaking crown of barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And it got over. 
Like I couldn't believe how many how many people ate. Everybody in the crowd is death match bear, death match bear. I yeah. never saw it coming. <laughs> I I never in my life expected it to go over the way it did. Yeah. That that first year Jack should make some deathmatch bear t-shirts. So <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah. So often we'll, we'll talk to him about that next time we see him. So it'd be funny if you ever took pictures of the bear and sent it to the person he bought it from. If they had any idea what you were actually buying the teddy bear for. <laughs> oh man. So uh, listen, you guys get a lot of inspiration. Where do you guys get like a lot of? I mean, obviously um, inspiration. Obviously the old ECW, but. Uh, did you guys get into trade kidding much, like any Japanese deathmatch wrestling or anything back in the day? Uh, I didn't know, but what about no, you guys? I I didn't really watch a whole lot of New Japan or anything like that. Um, I know I see clips every now and then. Yeah, I've been seeing more of it. I try to watch it here and there when I can, but I don't. Know, I just never really got into it. I I the Mick Foley uh, barbed wire deathmatch. That you know, I've seen that match a few times. That's a freaking classic. Um, how that guy is still alive and like with it, I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I've been, I've been racking my brain trying to Neither figure. Sure, all right. I've been racking my brain just trying to figure out how to do the exploding barbed wire. You know, that been- but. Because it, that would be an amazing match. I really yeah. think that that could be an amazing match. But I just I don't even I don't know how to go about it. And well, I know how to do the electric fence one, electric fence match or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've I've figured out how to do that. It's just finding people that are dumb enough to do it is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see Neil Diamond Cutter and Mickey Knuckles, but I don't know about anybody else. So. <laughs> um what else what else do we like taking down there? Uh sure. I really enjoy um like my thumbtack bats. Uh my razor blade bat is my favorite. Oh yeah. Oh saw blade. Or, yeah, yeah, saw, saw blade. I'm sorry, not not razor, saw blade. I, I uh I took a bat and you know, I just kind of carved it in a little bit and Stuck a saw blade, Stuck in, the a saw blade in the middle. Yeah, that's I know Nick Gage has brought that down to the ring a time or two, and I've seen it used in uh, yeah, the first one you got that that one got autographed. I remember that. That's cool, yeah. But yeah, then we had to make a second one, and that, that wasn't a problem. <laughs> so, so I mean, obviously, I know you've got a good relationship with dysfunction, but so you're starting to get uh, good like with like uh, the wrestlers and everything too. Do you uh, do they ever give you like any input on? what they'd like to see, or are they just like, oh, wow, that's fucking awesome, let's use that, or... All the time. Yeah. All the time. Vite, Dillinger, Cutter, you name it. They they, uh, they always are talking to us. Neil talks to me, you know, he likes to come in, he he's coming back, he's a big weapon maker himself, and mm-hmm. he's always, he'll, well, I don't know if this will work because you got it this way, you need to take it apart and do it this way, or he'll give me pointers on how to make it better, Shit like that. So Neil Cutter is—he's always been a great help when it comes to that stuff. If I've have yeah have questions, I just go and ask him. Um, yeah, he gave us input on the uh, uh, the light tube ladder that we made that one. Yeah, last okay. last year, or something uh, like that. Yeah, well, nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I don't I don't know how you guys do it. So, 
it's well, we just it's time consuming, but it's figure out how to fuck somebody up with it. It's, it's, yeah, for <laughs> me, it's just being in. I love being in the back before and after the shows, just listening to the guys talk to each other about previous matches they've done or upcoming shit that they're doing oh, or yeah. whatever. I, I hate the thing I hate is knowing like I don't want to know who's going to win tournaments or anything like that. Yeah. I'm still a fan. I don't want to know any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. But um, yeah, I just love being in the back and listening to those guys talk and just, even if I'm, even if they're not talking to me, just to hear them talk to each other is you hear some very interesting stories. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, yeah, it's uh, and it, I mean, you know, and I, I've talked right, I've heard just you know, kind of explain things to people and stuff like that. I mean, there is a fucking art to it, there really is. I mm. mean, you know, obviously, people are fucking each other up, but you don't want to actually hurt, hurt somebody, you know. What oh, I mean? no, you just want to put on a show, and uh, yeah, and listen, it's just it's really fascinating, just like how you can do that. It's just like, and how those guys do, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. So, I mean. You know, people give you know deathmatch wrestling a, a bad name, but that's a, some complete bullshit. So, right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I was, you know, I didn't uh, realize that you guys got actually a lot of input from you know, and which I mean, it just fucking makes sense. Yeah, right. You you don't want to kill the guys. You just want to, you know, you 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 get the feedback and you figure out what'll work best for the whole show. And I talk to, you know, I'll talk to Oren Viter, talk to Dillinger, and say, hey. You know, the this show is coming up. What is is there anything that you would like to have for that show? What can I do to help make your match better? Yeah, right. So it's just it's a lot of talking to the guys and just trying to do my best to give get them what I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's a collaborative effort that and and that's one of the main reasons. I mean, I just want well, obviously I want to know, but I mean and people that are watching, they don't, you know, understand or appreciate all the shit you guys do. I mean, I've watched you guys. I mean, you guys are fucking humping, you know. So I'm like, God damn, I got to talk to these guys. Because, I mean, really, the unsung heroes. And yeah, obviously, the people in the ring taking the bumps are, are doing, you know. Oh, but, yeah. But, I mean, what you guys do is, without, without without you guys, I mean, I'm not trying to suck you guys' dicks or anything. But without you guys, there's no show. That's the bottom line. You know, so I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people do. Well, I, I don't I don't think of us as like uh being the heroes in the back or anything throwing it together. We're just doing it to make the show better. That that's and I tell you what, when I see my weapons in the ring, oh it God. is the greatest high. Like there's no drug or enough alcohol that can make me feel the way I do when I see my shit getting used in that ring. That fucking rules. That makes my day, Josh. I love hearing shit like that. Oh, uh, so obviously you guys have done some work with GCW, um, obviously ICW Milwaukee, but have you guys done much anything outside of those two companies yet? No, Not unfortunately, really. no. no. Um, we might be going to the XPW. Yeah, so. I saw XPWs coming to Chicago here in October. Yeah, I think it's October. I know twenty first. Okay, I know Rob Black. He's got a lot of heat with a lot of people, and well, I don't. Yeah. It is what it is. You know what? If these people hate each other. It is what it is. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm going to go where I'm going to go to the shows. I'm not there to, you know, pick sides or anything like that. I want to go to the best shows I can go to. 
whether that's XPW, whether that's GCW, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I'm very much looking forward to the XPW show that's coming to Chicago. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I can message somebody and see, just say, hey, you know, I help other guys with weapons. Is there anything I can do for you just to help get your shit ready? Yeah, because I know Dillinger's uh, really high in on um, XPW, so I mean, I'd definitely talk to him. Say, hey, you know, put the word out and everything. So that's probably the person I'd start with. So your Schlack. Uh, oh yeah, that's I miss Schlack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was so much fun and such a nice fucking guy too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I've I've sat down and, and had a couple chats with that guy. I just had a couple beers and just shooting the shit with him. So it was. Yeah, I miss him. I wish he'd come back. So, but you know, it it is what it is. So, <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, you know, yeah. Hey, Alex Cologne's their champion right now too, I believe. Oh, nice. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. I know they got a show tonight. Too. Uh, I don't even remember. What it's I I honestly don't know. Hope he cares yeah. or something like that. Uh, you die. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm excited. You know, I have old XPW DVDs and uh I have the freaking DVD where New Jack tased fucking uh, Oh yeah. You showed me that so many years ago. <laughs> God, that was great. Tased and fucking chucked him over the scaffolding through all those I goddamn tables. Oh shit. Why am I see mass transit? But that was the guy who was throwing his slid. Um Nick Grimes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was not small. Yeah, that that footage, that footage is fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so obviously, like, I mean, you guys, obviously, you guys watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling. Um, you know, have you ever seen some other weapons? You're like, you're like, God damn, wish I would have thought of that. Um, what? I'm sure there has been. Oh yeah, probably. Again, uh, if What's... I see anything that I really like, me and him will make our version of it try not to replicate it but try to make our own type of version of it well like we'll sit around like a bonfire and like at like two in the morning fucking pissed up drunk we'll think of something just outrageous and it's just like well maybe we can make this work (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm just picturing my head right now john waking up at like four o'clock in the morning and texting josh say i got this idea like texting at like four in the morning like Waking up on that, that has happened. That happens, <laughs> but you pretty much got it backwards. That's usually me texting. <laughs> and then I start thinking of the logistics of it, and it's like, okay, well, we might be able to work this out. Yeah, we can do yeah. this. Yeah, that that shit has <laughs> definitely happened <laughs> for sure. God, I hope so. I hope they can figure out someone that would want to do the electric barbed wire. That would be fucking interesting. Yeah, I I, I gotta find I gotta find a way to. Uh, like lower the voltage so they don't fucking really hurt themselves or anything. Yeah, someone gets stuck on that. And yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no. <laughs> um so I'm, oh sorry, go ahead. Get a dial. It's, it's in the works. We're trying to figure this out, but I mean we're definitely not electric experts by any means. So there's gonna be a lot of testing before we bring that anywhere well, near you know what we'll flip a coin Josh. We'll figure out who's gonna be touching it. You can attest it. Yeah. 
Um, now, listen, if you don't want to divulge too much, I mean, I completely understand, but um, where do you get the guys get all this shit from? Like you said, you ordered the bear and you know, trampoline online and everything, but it seems like you have endless supply of uh, light tubes. Like, I know where Jerry gets his shit. Uh, all right, Josh, you, you are the master of this. Go ahead. The light tubes are they're getting harder to find. Oh, yeah, they are. And, uh, but it was easier, like, five years ago or oh, so fuck definitely yeah. well when everybody started switching to leds there's light tubes up the ass you know so everybody has free light tubes come and get them right because it's four or five dollars to get rid of one freaking light tube you take it to a disposal site it's they charge you like four or five dollars for every light tube to get rid of that jesus really so a lot of people, I'll, you know, they'll post it on the Facebook buy and sell, which is where I get a shit ton of my stuff. Okay. I go online. You know, I'll, I'll check Craigslist. I'll check the Facebook buy and sell, uh, eBay, anything where I can find products as cheap as possible. And then, yeah, I, um, we have a recycling event around here once a year. Okay. They'll take stuff like this. They still charge for the light tubes. But I'll go up there and I'll talk to these guys and I'll say, hey, you know, if you don't want them, I will take all of your light tubes. And they're more than glad because, yeah, they're charging the people dropping it off, but they also have to pay to get rid of it. That company has to pay to get rid of them as well. So they're more than willing to just give them up to me. Interesting. Huh. I so like it. If anybody wants to go out and try and find light tubes, we, we always appreciate the more light tubes, the better. Oh, yeah. The only thing I can say about the light tubes is don't fucking spray paint them. We can't use them if they're oh, spray painted. Oh, yeah. I remember that one year that, that all those light tubes got spray painted. Oh, that was such yeah, a waste. We, we had we had hundreds of light tubes get brought in, and every one of them were spray painted, and they just refused to use them. Nobody would touch them because of the lead poisoning that you can get from it. Well, and or I wouldn't know about lead poisoning. It's not lead poisoning, but some type of poison in the body. Like the only person that I know of that would be allowed to even use spray painted light tubes was Marcus oh, yeah, Crane with his big red dick. You know? yeah. Other than that, it's a little fruity. Okay. And so don't paint your light tubes. That's all I can say about that. Oh yeah. But so, Oh, so basically you're poisoning the light tubes if you spray paint them, huh? Yep. Pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's still funny. You're not worried about all like the glass from okay. the light tube, but. You know, huh? Okay, I, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought of it either. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have either. So I will. Uh, yeah, I don't. I know. I always try to run into light tubes, but I never. I do a lot of walking around the neighborhood, but I haven't seen anything. But my my old job, man, was, we were getting rid of fucking light tubes all the time. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Fan wise, if you're looking to bring weapons, go on your Facebook. Go to your area facebook buy and sell and you know look literally anything can be used as a weapon yeah anything you know and oh, if yeah. you don't have an idea for it bring it with and we'll, we'll figure, figure out. something out oh yeah <laughs> yeah as long as it's not a jar of fucking pepper no don't bring a jar of fucking pepper <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw file pro a couple months ago and i was still giving him shit about that so I think I think he gets a lot of shit for that yet. Yeah, and, and Willie should. So Kyle's a good dude, but he's got to get shit for that. So um, I guess really the the million dollar question too is like, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you'd like to at this point in the just uh, just match community? Oh, uh, 
I've been a lot. Almost everybody's really come through ICW. We'll put another in the past four or five years. So, yeah, there's. Um, I'm actually I'm very excited that they that Doctor Redact Redacted is coming. Okay. To this year, I'm very excited about this year's show because it's, you know, there's, I think it's three guys. There's supposed to be four, but somebody I think had to drop out or something. So we got three guys, three people that have never done the ICW event this year. And that's that's just fun to me to have people that have never done it and just mix up the talents a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah so I'm I'm excited know. to see him. Um other yeah. than that, like you said, a lot of the guys they all come through either GCW or ICW Milwaukee or you go to no holds barred shows, you see a lot of those guys there and talk with them and yeah, I don't know much about Dr. Redacted. Do you guys know much about him? I, I don't. No, not really. I've seen a couple of his promos, and he looks like he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. Yeah. I mean, Dysfunction obviously knows what he does. And um, and obviously, you know, anyone that's familiar with ICD Milwaukee, obviously, yeah, I think this is Yanni's debut in the Insane Age, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, and he's got, he's got a – um, if I'm not mistaken, he's got a tough first draw. He's got Dillinger right off the bat. So, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, ow. All right. Up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. is there a, listen, I always say, speaking of Dillinger, my favorite insane eight, probably death match I've ever seen was the first round last year between him and Mickey Knuckles. Um, is there a, um, any matches that stand out to you guys that were like, whole, I mean, even if your weapons were involved or not? Um, any matches that really kind of stand out for you guys that are like, holy shit, I'm glad I was there for that. Oh, there was, um, hmm, the when I was at the IWA Guardians of Hardcore, um, they did was it a 200, I think it was 200 light tube match. I love when they surround the ring with the light tubes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like on the all the way around, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um it was fucking Nick Gage and uh Ricky Shane Page. And that was a hell of a match. I mean those two were just freaking bloody as fuck by the end of it. They put everything they had into that match. And it was a great, great show. It was a really great show. I was really glad I made the trip to Indiana for it. Um, was, um, I'm trying to think of the one that I'm thinking, but I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember, on, uh, shit. yeah, I remember it was Schlack and Neil Diamond Cutter a couple years ago, too, when, when Neil won it. Oh, was that the 2020? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. Egg, I was like, oh my God, he did that to Ricky Noreen and then he did it to Neil Diamond Cutter. That was the first time I saw Neil take that bump on the back of a fucking chair. I'm like, what? Oh the my fuck? God, I remember that. Yeah. Like, now on the chair, like on the back of it, like on purpose. I was like, oh. I believe that was on purpose. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was bad. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. basically, anything with Schlack in it is oh, it's always great at, for my me, my opinion. 
anything with him in it is freaking gold. Yeah, it, it's next level and like such a great dude. So hopefully, uh-huh. hopefully he comes back one of these days. Yeah, because up to the uh, well, shit, he was running ICW Milwaukee shows. I mean, for the better part of, I mean, a year and a half, like at Lapika. Yep. Yeah. You know, that was fucking rad. I mean, although he did take that one light tube uh, tower thing to the face and cut his, you know, split his cheek open, but. Oh, uh, damn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he would just rant, show up on a random, like, Sunday afternoon at Lapika. I was like, oh, fucking schlack. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good time, so. Well, uh, gentlemen, before we pull a train to station here, obviously, first, thank you so much, A, for coming on. B, really, I mean, what all you guys do, um, it's appreciated on my end and a bunch of people I know. So, I mean, your efforts are not um, unnoticed for sure. And I, oh, it's cool to, like, learn about all, about all the shit that you guys do. So, uh, but before we pull a train to station, is there anything else you guys want to put over? Um, no, just, um, you know, ICW and saying A, it's coming up August 20th. Tickets oh, yeah. still available. Yeah, make uh, that plug. I think uh, I don't know if there's any front row left, but there's no, definitely no, general, there's, there's probably definitely not. general <laughs> admission tickets left. Uh, come check it out; it's going to be a great show. Oh, absolutely! We yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say front row sold out. Uh, second and third are pretty sparingly, but there's a solid chunk of GA. So, oh, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be front row because I'm a fucking dork, you know. So, <laughs> no way. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see you there. Oh, oh yeah. 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 And I'll definitely I definitely owe you guys a beer or two when I see you guys. So we'll have to both to break bed bread when we see each other. So for sure. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. This is a fucking blast. I appreciate all the information. And uh yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having us. All right, thanks, guys. This has been a Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning Excellence on a global scale.